0: So, changing that habit from maybe the bar of creamy milk chocolate over to two slices of dark chocolate. You know, we need to change these habits, but habits often come with systems. So the smoking, you know, as your client wakes up they have a cigarette. Then, you know, they'll have morning tea and they'll have a cigarette. Then they're at work and at lunchtime the smokers all go out for a cigarette. And then and so on and so forth. And everything is connected to something else. They get home from work and they sit down in a particular chair and they have a cigarette. So one of the ways to change that habit is to change their environment. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast. For naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, and practitioners, this podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How the devil are you? So today I thought I'd talk about changing habits and coaching the client. So yesterday we had our first session for the Graduate Mastery Program, just a welcome. So if you'd still like to join, there's definitely time before we have our bl- first block session, the first Sunday of next month. So changing habits, this, is, this came up in a quick aside with one of the um, mentees that have just joined the group. And I thought, what a great podcast topic because when we're wanting to change habits with our clients it's really important this is something really important isn't it we all want to change their habits we can all spot things that just don't gel so I know on the podcast I always talk about them eating you know 10 schnitzels a week or whatever that's because I had a client that did that um, one of my first ever clients would have a burger for her lunch from one of the big chains And I said to her one day, this is how this all came up, this story. I don't know if I've told this story already in the podcast. If I have, I'm sorry. If not, hopefully you'll get a giggle out of it if you have if I have already. And if not, here's your first time. So I was in student clinics it's a very long time ago. And the client, I said to the client, what do you have for lunch? Now, I don't know how I worded it, um, because she said, I have meat and a salad. And I said, so what's in the salad? And she said, there's lettuce, tomatoes and pickles. And I said, well, it's a great salad. That's lovely. Um, what about putting some vinegar on it, some apple cider vinegar to aid with your digestion when you're eating, you know, a bit of salad dressing? She went, oh, okay all right well, you know mm-hmm. and she didn't seem too enthralled but I thought okay you know apple cider vinegar it's new to everybody this was a long time ago um so you know maybe she doesn't know about it I'll just you know gloss over that and carry on going and then I saw her in student clinic you know a fortnight three weeks later and so I went through the notes and I was like oh so how did you get on with the salad you know with putting oh no how did you get on putting apple cider vinegar on your lunch and she said well it really wasn't very nice I did try it and I said oh you know Why was that then? She said, well, it didn't really go on the burger. It made it all wet. (laughs) So, um, yeah, jaw-dropping moment. Obviously, she was having a big commercial, you know, and that was her lunch every day, and she felt that that was a salad. And, of course, that's not a salad. And so I have changed my wording over the years. I've never asked anything in that way again. But I had to coach her to change that this wasn't an adequate lunch for her, that she wasn't going to lose weight, and that um, because of what she ate for her lunch, because there's grease involved and everything else, her that's not going to help her menopausal symptoms, as we all know. So I had to coach that client's change. Now, I was a student then, and you know, they... My college was a long way from me, so none of my clients followed me into practice. I think one followed me into practice, but he was a traveling salesman, so it seemed logical that he was okay to drive. But none of the others followed me into practice, because it was a 45 minutes or something drive, so there's naturopaths over there they didn't need to come and see me. But the point became that I was seeing people for, I'd see them for an appointment, and then I wouldn't see them again for six weeks, and I'd be like, well you know where where are you you've you know why aren't you coming and I that I'd kind of be in my head where are they but at the same time I'd be going oh well hopefully they're going to do all these things now all those years ago I think people were more capable more able to do the things I suggested because they weren't surrounded by distractions whereas now we're utterly surrounded by distractions all of the time our clients are we are our children are everybody's surrounded by um, distractions you can't just sit down and do anything without being distracted so I'm talking to you now and I can film my watch on my wrist fizzing at me saying you've got notifications because I forgot to turn it off before I started so here I want to change habits for my clients and Telling them what to do is no longer going to cut it. But what we can do is really subtly tell them what we want without telling them to do it. And one of the ways of doing that is by, for the example of that lady. So when it comes to lunch, it would be sensible for me to say, well, you know, a burger, reasons why it's not so good, but I understand if that's going to be too difficult for you to change right now, let's just work on your breakfast. For her, I did want to work on her breakfast. She had a breakfast just as bad as her lunch. So I wanted to change the breakfast. That was the most important change. But at the same time, I checked with her. So I was saying, okay, so I can't remember what she had for breakfast. I really can't remember. Um, I'm going to make it up. Uh, She had biscuits for breakfast. But it was something like equivalently bad as eating biscuits out of a packet for breakfast. But I can't remember what it was. So I said, "Um, you you know, you're having breakfast biscuits for breakfast you've got the burger for lunch and then for dinner your partner's cooking for you so there was actually good food happening in the evening so i said what i'd really like to change you know is the breakfast do you think that you can enact that change 'Cause we're really good if we can change this burger going forward but um it's you know, because you could take leftovers for lunch, but we'll work on that in the future. Right now, I think it's really important that we don't have this breakfast that's causing you to spike your blood sugars. You know, you're not full for long, all of the things. So, um, you know, do you think you'd be able to start enacting that change? How do you think we can enact that change? What do you think is going to be the easiest thing for you to eat for breakfast? Do you think since your partner's cooking at night and he's all on for helping you change and he's making because the food was good in the evening um, and he's all on for doing that. Would you eat perhaps a boiled egg for breakfast or, you know, a can of tuna or I was going for something with protein in it, basically. So, you know, we get them on board with the idea of change you know what would work for you what do you think we can you know if your partner's cooking dinner if he boiled an egg would you eat a cold boiled egg the next day would you eat and so on and so, so we can go through these possibilities oh yeah okay yeah i could do that no i can't do that and it means you're inviting them into this discussion it means you're getting them on board because they're the ones who have to make the change we can say oh you can't have biscuits for breakfast anymore i want you to have porridge every morning they don't like porridge, they're not going to do it. And that's a hard change because how are they going to do that? Unless you've explained to them how to make porridge, you know, all of the things. So what we need to do is get them on board with the change. So I only ever change one meal at a time. All right. So if I'd had to change, so if I needed to change her breakfast, lunch and dinner, then I might possibly have started on the dinner. Because the dinner, she can then make the breakfast. I've got the partner cooking the dinner in this case. So he's totally going to, and he's totally on board. She said, my partner, you know, he wants to help me out. You know, he's all on for whatever you say. So I'm giving dinner suggestions that create a breakfast. That can have leftovers that are eaten for breakfast. But what I do say, because I don't want her overwhelmed by changes. So what I'm saying to her at the same time is, be really great when we can change your lunch you know maybe take a salad with you to work with some maybe tuna or chicken or egg whatever that was different from the morning but that's okay we'll work on that as we go forward you know at the moment when you're going into that big shop How about you order something else? And we went through the menu for that shop and we found I can't remember what we found salad or a wrap or something. It wasn't as good then as it is now for changes, but there was the odd thing on there that was kind of okay. So we changed it up for that. So they go to the sandwich shop to buy their sandwich. And so I'm like, well, don't get a sandwich in that sandwich shop, maybe get the salad and because I know they do salads so we're changing it within the shop they're used to going into so it's a very small change but at the same time saying you know you could take these things from home but we will get to that in the future and then they'll be coming back to you going wow I know you said I don't have to do it yet but I figured out a way of taking my lunch with me to work because I'm making it the night before. And then you, replying, are like, that's fantastic. You worked that out for yourself. That is so good. You know, you you really have, are putting your best foot forward. You're doing this for you. That's incredible. You should be so proud of yourself. That's another thing. I never say I'm proud of you because... I can't have you working towards me being proud of you all the time. We should never say that to our children either. Our children have to be proud of themselves. Adults have to be proud of themselves. So saying to them, you should be so proud of yourself for doing that is really important because they're the ones who've done it. Even if they've got the support of the partner, they're the ones who've put that food in their mouth. They could just as easily take the salad to work and then go to the commercial burger shop and buy the burger instead because that's what they like eating. Whereas, we, you know, I wanted fiber inside or I wanted all the colors inside. So when we think about it, we've got, we're giving them the idea, but we're not forcing them to do anything. We're not telling them they have to do something and that, you know, and if they don't do it, it'll be a disaster because then... If they don't do it, then they feel they've failed. And that's when you get, oh, you know, there's no point coming back. She'll be really mad at me because I haven't done anything that you told me to do. And people do say that to me, which says to me, hey, you didn't approach this properly with this person, number one. But number two, there is work still to be done here and you need to back up a bit And to help this person achieve their aims for themselves. So when people phone and say I haven't done anything so I shouldn't come to my appointment. I say no you do need to come to your appointment because we need to reassess and possibly start again. Because if you haven't managed to do anything then I've just made it too hard in the first place. And so they come back and you're able to do, you know, go through these things. It's really important that we're coaching that client. If you have a package um, or a program for them, it means that you're able to coach them through it. People can't do things instantly. You know, challenges are all well and good, but they can be exhausting as well if you've got challenges going on. And so People who are very motivated and are pretty healthy to start with, they're pretty good at challenges, but people who aren't motivated or perhaps aren't very well, they're going to really struggle with a challenge because it might be that when they get up the next morning, they're too sore from yesterday's challenge or they're too exhausted from doing the thing yesterday or they're so busy today, they haven't done it and then the next day they think, oh, well, I didn't do it, so I can't go and do the rest of the challenge. So giving people time in between to be able to do things is really important. Coaching them in their time space and in their time frame is really important. And it's worth making sure that you're doing things at their pace, but they're committed because it's about their commitment. It's not about your commitment. You're going to turn up to work. Um, it's about their commitment to negotiating with you the work that needs to be done within their skill set and within their time frames and their abilities and them starting and then if they can't do that you're questioning how come we managed to make that plan because that plan didn't work this is not your fault and it's not their fault it might be part of the wellness journey for them and that they started out really sick so you've given them a few more things to do and we've forgotten to give them rest days in there as well because they're saying how good they feel or we've given them rest days but we haven't but then we've expected a bigger jump or they're just plateaued for the moment. And we just need to let them have that plateau for a moment and then carry on with those changes. And the only way to do that is to get your client to understand that you will be coaching them, that you will be seeing them on a regular basis. And so I've said this in a number of my podcasts, I'm pretty sure. I always say to clients when they come to see me, I'm going to see you fortnightly for the first three appointments. Then after that, we should be able to move it out to three-weekly. And we'll stay at that until we can move it out to four weekly once we've got some real changes um, and some things really happening for you. So depending how you go will depend how long, you know, how often I see you. And that's really important for them to know because they understand then that you're coaching them. You understand you're coaching them. There's no... um, You don't have to worry about, because it's a big thing, you think to yourself, oh, I'm just charging them, I'm just taking all this money off them. No, you're not. You know, they need that support. Just like the netball team needs a coach, this client of yours needs your coaching support. They need to see you regularly to support them with change because change is not easy. You know, and when we want to change habits, so I haven't seen a smoker in quite a while now, I'll I'll be honest, Um, but when I was seeing smokers, then i would to change a habit and i'm talking about smoking but habits are everything aren't they habits are eating chocolate at um after dinner habits are drinking fizzy drinks that you don't want them to have because of all of the things that carbon carbonated drinks do to the body um so these are all the habits that we don't want them to have but You'll see when you're talking to them about these things that it happen like every afternoon at three o'clock, they're exhausted. So they have that carbonated drink. Um, after they've had dinner, they really feel, I mean, I personally, when I've had dinner, I really love a piece of dark chocolate. So changing that habit from maybe the bar of creamy milk chocolate over to two slices of dark chocolate. You know, we need to change these habits, but habits often come with systems, so the smoking, you know, as your client wakes up, they have a cigarette, then, you know, they'll have morning tea and they'll have a cigarette, then they're at work and at lunchtime, the smokers all go out for a cigarette and then and so on and so forth. And everything is connected to something else. They get home from work and they sit down in a particular chair and they have a cigarette. So one of the ways to change that habit is to change their environment. My cli- I've got one smoking client, and so we've made it as horrible as possible for where she goes. She must go down the back garden. I make every smoker, they have to go down the back garden to smoke. We're changing that habit. We move the lounge around, if at all possible. We move their favorite chair. We maybe put a throw over it. We remove the things and move it about when they're used to smoking inside, when they're used to smoking in a particular place, we change it because with changing of habits, we want to change the level of comfort within it, right? So, you know, I've got a local cafe that I've stopped going to. It's got a new owner. They've changed lots of things. Those changes don't sit with me. I don't like that. I don't go there anymore. Okay. But that sits well with that owner. So, but I'm not there anymore But I know lots of new people have gone because I've walked past and I've seen loads of new people there. So it's worked really well for them. So we've got to think change equates to true change. And that means changing our environment, changing when we do things, swapping it up. If there's a lot of alcohol in there, I tend to swap it up from kombucha. It's a fizzy drink it has flavor you know lots of these you know if they're drinking too much beer a kombucha means that they get that fizz they get the flavor and yet they're giving getting something that's really good for them so swapping things and changing the space they're in and getting them on board negotiating those changes but telling them I always tell them what the future It'd be really great if you had a salad at lunchtime, but we don't have to do that now. Let's do that in the future when you've got these other changes in place. I don't want to overwhelm you. And then they come back two weeks later. I've done it. I've put the salad in. Let's be proud, you know, be proud of yourself. All right. So. I hope that that has helped you to really think about changing the habits and coaching that client and it's needed. It's not something you need to be paranoid about and worry about, you know, billing them and them coming to you. They've made a commitment for their health and things cost money. And you have to pay for your university education. Um, And if you're giving good, solid, reasonable care and attention to that client, then you are valuable and you are valuable to them. So be positive and go, yeah, this is what I came into this business for. It's not to um, pound someone with information in an hour and a half. It's to give them that information in usable amounts in, in good quantity so that they understand it and they're able to implement it. So now I hope you've enjoyed today. Graduate Mastery Program, please come and join us Um, or the Academy. Join the Academy and join from there and get the discount. But we'd love to have you. I'd love to have you in any of my programs. I do hope that I have you in my programs. And I do hope that I have you in my groups. And if you've enjoyed today, don't forget, I'd love a review. So really easy to do and really supportive of, as you know, small business. And I hope you're asking your clients for reviews as well so have an absolutely brilliant rest of day wherever you are and whatever you're doing and i look forward to seeing you on the next podcast thanks so much for joining me today don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes if you'd like even more support and learning then the academy is for you here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice Bye for now!